This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 2nd, 2011. Thy way. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Happy New Year. Thank you. Okay, so I pulled the first uh, group. How many people were sleeping at midnight? All right, good. This was my first year to sleep through midnight. It was great. I woke up nice and refreshed, but I just didn't know if other people did the same thing. So, Okay, so during December, we had four weeks that we called Advent. Advent was a time of preparation for the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the birth of Christ in that manger. And so each week in December, we lit one of the purple candles. You might remember we talked about hope and peace and love and joy. And then on Christmas Eve, we lit the center candle, which represented the Christ candle, that Emmanuel, God, is with us. It's a reminder that God is always with us. Well, the Advent season is over now, and it'll be time to take this wreath out in its uh, rightful place, wherever that might be for a while. But what we want to do is move the Christ candle, the light of Christ from this candle over to the permanent candle that we have lit every single week here at Connection Church. That's a reminder to you that Christ is indeed with us. Emmanuel, God with us as we worship, but also as we take the light of Christ out into the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. So good morning again, Connection Church. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Oh, God, we do thank you for the opportunity to worship and praise your name. Help us this day that as as we just sang those songs, that they just aren't words that come out of our mouths, but, but a way that we live our lives. And, Lord, as we focus on Emmanuel, God, with us, and Jesus coming to light up this dark world, help us carry your son Jesus out with us, in us, through us, as we reflect that love to a hurting world. Lord, open us up, open up our hearts so that we might be changed and transformed this day and that we might leave a little bit differently than when we came in. We do pray this in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, the Savior of the world, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said... Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's face it. Most of us like to have things our way. Excuse me. Our way. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's why all the commercials on TV say, have it your way, right? We'll make it your way. We like to be in charge. We like calling the shots. We like making our own choices. Our challenge as Christ followers, as believers, is that doing it my way often leads to trouble. Can I get an amen to that? Yeah. You know, think about Adam and Eve in the garden. They tried doing it their way. 
And we've been paying for it ever since, haven't we? Yeah, it just doesn't seem to work that well. Doing it my way doesn't work, and so we have to learn to focus on doing things God's way, on doing things instead of my way, doing things thy way. Well, one of our biggest challenges in doing things thy way is this whole area of patience. Mm. Patience. You know, they say all things in God's time. Who is they, anyway? I don't know. Patience is a virtue. You know, it's true, but it is so tough for us, this whole idea of patience. Generally, when I get impatient with things and I do things my way, they certainly don't turn out the way I would want them to. When I think about the value of patience and the problems created by impatience, I often think back to the story of Abraham. It begins in the 12th chapter of Genesis. Here's how it starts. The Lord comes, and his name was Abram then. It hadn't changed. It was a shorter name, Abram. Here's what happens in the 12th chapter of Genesis. God comes to Abram and says this, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. That's a pretty big deal, isn't it? He's going to get land. He's going to have, you know, kind of be the father of nations and be be a blessing to to, um, uh, all families on earth. Wow. Now, but look at what God's calling him to do. Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. That's a huge faith step. And the thing is, Abram's 75 at the time. God's promised him to be the father of many nations. He doesn't even have any kids yet. He's 75. Come on. Anyway, he's faithful. He trusts the Lord, and he goes where God tells him. Well, several years later, the word of the Lord comes to Abram in a vision. Abram, a little impatient, points out to the Lord that he is still childless. And God takes him outside. I just love the thought of what this scene would have looked like he takes him outside and he tells him that his offspring will be as numerous as the stars in the sky when we go outside and it's a starry night isn't that an awesome a lot of offspring that's a lot that's a lot of offspring well abram believes him yeah so let's move on 10 years pass still no kid Now, Abram's wife, her name's Sarai at the time, later Sarah, but at the time it's Sarah. Her biological clock's ticking. I think she's like 75 at the time. Ladies, can you imagine 75, still no kids? Are you thinking about kids at that point? Probably (laughs) not. thinking about getting up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. But see, in that culture, a woman's value, main part of it's measured by whether she has children, especially if she has sons because they're heirs to carry on. The family, you know? So she's thinking, uh, let me come up with a plan here. So here's a plan. She tells her husband to go sleep with her maidservant, hoping that she'll get pregnant, have a child, and then the family will continue through her since she can't give children to her husband. 
Now, I know most of you are going, that ain't quite the plan I'd come up with. Ladies, any of you, would you come up with that plan? Husbands, forget it. It ain't going to happen. Um, <laughs> thank the Lord. But, um, but she, um, she, but as that culture is way different than ours, and it's just so important to have kids. And so, uh, obviously, she's having a little trouble trusting God that he's going to deliver at her age 75, so she's trying to come up with her plan to replace God's plan. Well, go figure. Abram <laughs> agrees. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Do I have to, honey? Just think of poor Hagar. Did she have much choice in it? There are some things I just don't get in Scripture. But anyway, (laughs) Abraham, Abram agrees. And sure enough, Hagar, who's the servant, she does um, become pregnant. And God tells Hagar that she will have descendants too numerous to count. Now, we've heard this before, haven't we? Too numerous to count... He also tells her that the son that she is carrying will be called Ishmael, Ishmael, and he will be, and this is in scripture, a wild donkey of a man. (laughs) His hand, this, this is a really sad story. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him. Wow. He will live in hostility toward all of his brothers. So she gives birth to Ishmael when Abram is 86, 86 years old. Yeah. Now, 14 years later, 86 and 14, how old's Abram? 100. And he's got a name change now. He's Abraham. And his wife, well, she's 10 years younger, lady, so she's 90. And she gives birth to a son, Isaac. Can you imagine? At the ripe young age of 90. Well, Isaac means he laughs. That's appropriate because both Abraham and Sarah, the year before when God visited and told him she was pregnant, going to have a kid the next year, they both laughed at that one. Yeah. Well, God delivered just as God promised. God did deliver. You know, I guess Abraham and Sarah just got tired of waiting. I. I think that would probably be a normal reaction at this point. We might have gotten tired as well. Or maybe they just didn't believe God's promise. Maybe they didn't take God at God's word. And they couldn't wait it out. Their impatience was very, very costly. Very costly. Many believe that the northern Arab tribes come from Ishmael, and that the Arab nations, while the Arab nations have been a challenge to Israel to this very day. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. So what's that got to do with us here today, this morning? Well, sometimes we get a little impatient with God, don't we? Sometimes we have trouble seeing how God's going to work things out. Sometimes we like to take matters into our hands rather than doing it God's way. Let me give you a good example here at church. We've been doing some preliminary work, planning about this church building that God's calling us to, to put on his land up there on 301. And, um, and, and we were told that typically churches 
need money for a building, you know. <laughs> it's not free. And basically it comes from three sources. One, you would um, ask the congregation to dig deep and make pledges. And then also you would borrow some from the bank and pay on it out of your budget over many years, a mortgage type thing. And then there are fundraising things, uh, sh you know, short-term kind of fundraisers. And we'd never done a building before, so we figured, okay, well, let's, we'll, we'll go with what they say. And, and, and in the sub-teams, we created a fundraising sub-team. And let me tell you, that was some sub-team. Those guys had more energy than I have ever seen. They, ideas were flowing. They had, I mean, they had a gazillion ideas for raising funds. They, I mean, they were chomping at the bit. And before we, they had this idea for selling the entertainment books. You know, we were selling the entertainment books um, back before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. So for the next six weeks, we did market. We went full steam ahead with the entertainment books. It was a good product. About 90 were sold. Uh, $1,400 was received. It was a pretty easy way to, to get money. Um, but there was a problem. And here's what the problem was. Something just didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right as we were sitting out there and the people who sat out there sending the, selling those entertainment books, they all expressed it. Something just didn't feel right. And so we, many of us, went into prayer and, and asked God to reveal what was it that we were sensing and feeling. And we began to explore that and we came to this conclusion. Doing that kind of fundraising isn't the way that God's going to have us pay for God's church. Doing that kind of fundraising isn't the way that God's going to have the funding for God's church up on 301 because that's not part of our DNA. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not part of our DNA. See, our, our DNA is um, more of a... Um, well, well, there's this pastor named Steve Shogren who, who talks about servant evangelism, about, um, about sharing God's love in a practical way. He says, you know, doing small things with great love will change the world. And, and, so, and so from before we even had a worship service here, we were giving things away. Back at the Peach Festival in 2001, our worship didn't start till Christmas Eve 2001. So back in August 2001, we looked at the Peach Festival and every organization, uh, you know, businesses and churches were out there selling stuff. And we said, that just... That isn't sharing God's love in a practical way to us. So we gave out balloons. Of course, it was advertising that we were coming in December. <laughs> no, we said sometime soon. We didn't even know where it was going to be. And cookies, because we just wanted to try to share God's love in a practical way. Um, and, 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 and then from that, you know, the Peach Festival, we've participated in that every year to the point now where we, we give away rides, we give away face painting, we give away snow cones, we give away um, popcorn, we give away uh, trinkets as prizes for... We're not very good at selling stuff, are we? <laughs> but we really have down given stuff. I mean, we have these cards in the office that say, this is our simple way of saying that God loves you, and so do we. You know what these cards are for? So when we give something away, we can give the card with it. I mean, we gave away like one year, I don't know if this year, but one year we gave 2,000 bottles of water away at the Peach Festival. 
because we, it's a simple way of us telling people that God loves them. You see, it, 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 it's, we want people to know that God's uh, uh, love is a free gift. No strings attached. And that's what we try to do with this. And that's why we, we're just lousy at selling stuff. And that comes from a salesman. I love to sell stuff, but it just ain't working here. And so we started having totally free, totally free car washes, totally free garage sales. This past Christmas and last Christmas, totally free gift wrapping at Walmart. We totally free this, totally free that. One year we did totally free hot chocolate outside of one football game, I think on the corner of where your house was, yeah. uh, Kate and Jim. And we remember that a guy came up and we offered him a cup of um, hot chocolate and he said, no, thank you, because he, of course, thought that it was going to cost some money. And somebody said, well, it's free. And they said, he said, who are you? And we said, Connection Community Church. And he said, oh, you're the guys who do that sort of thing. You see, that's how we want to be known. You're the guys who do that sort of thing. We want to be known in the community as a community of faith, a body of believers who share God's love. No strings attached. God's wired us that way. That's our DNA. And as a result, we now know that we're not good at selling fundraising isn't our thing and that we will continue to live out our mission the way God has us wired in our totally free, absolutely free, no fundraiser kind of gig. And I got to give a shout out to that fundraising team because um, I sat down with them and, and shared this with them because this wasn't easy to do because man, they, I, I got to tell you, this was one energetic bunch. But what happened was they, uh, their leader, Penny, had shared, she'd been kind of feeling the same thing and said, she's being led that we should have a prayer service about the land and the building and where God wants us to go. And I went, wow, that's, that's just an awesome idea. That's an absolute, and we start talking about this idea and well, what it should be. And it wasn't just a prayer service because Carrie had an idea for praying over the land on a daily basis and then, and it was a prayer vigil, and that's a churchy way of saying praying for a long time without stopping. Um, and so we said, okay, what if we had this service, which we're going to have this Wednesday night, by the way. And when we say prayer service, that doesn't mean we're going to sit there and pray for it. We're going to have celebration. We're going to have worship. We're going to talk about the scripture where we find the prayer of Jabez. And I would encourage each and every one of you to be here Wednesday, 7 o'clock, January the 5th, because it is going to be one awesome opportunity to, to celebrate God and what God can do, and what God does. But anyway, we, we said that service, and right out of that service is going to come 24 solid hours of prayer in half-hour increments. Each and every one of you, we're asking you to pray, because this is cool. God can hear more than one prayer at a time. So even if you're on the same time slot as somebody else, that's okay, but we want all that 24 filled in. If it's filled in two or three times, praise the Lord. An opportunity out there by the Christmas tree to sign up right after worship this morning. And then out of that 24 hours, the next day, we're, for the rest of the year, we're going to have somebody stop by the land every single day 
and offer a prayer. We're going to give you some direction. Each week there's going to be a prayer focus, and you'll have that. You know, it's not like you got to go, oh, well, we'll give you some prayer focus. But it's an opportunity for the next year, the whole 2011, we're going to be focused in prayer, not just for the land and what God wants us to build on, but for that and just Connection Church as a whole. It's just an awesome opportunity. I would encourage you, at the end of worship today, go out by the Christmas tree. There's Murray a table there. will be back there. He'll walk you through yeah. it if you have any there's questions. There's two lists. One is, and actually there's three months' worth where you could sign up for a day or two or whatever when you want to stop by the land and pray. And also for that 24-hour prayer vigil. And again, if you've got somebody's already at that 3.30 a.m. time slot and that's your slot, you can fill in two. You know, God can hear two prayers at once. It'll work. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And so we don't really know how God's going to uh, fund the new building up on 301. But we know that God will provide in God's time. And we are going to trust that. God is faithful. And one of our core values, one of the scriptures that we know well is with God, all things are possible. And that includes what it looks like for our church here on Green Street or up on 301. And so we are going to trust God's promise and God's word, wait on God, that's good enough for us. Mm. Waiting on God, that's, that's tough sometimes though, isn't it? How about you right now? Is there something in life right now for you that Maybe you're getting a little impatient with God about, just a little bit. <laughs> maybe you're getting a little impatient about maybe a relationship. Maybe it's not the way you wanted it to be, or maybe you're, uh, it's one you're in, or maybe it's one you're hoping to be in. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe you've prayed to God to bring you somebody, and, and so far uh, that person hasn't been delivered like you hoped. And... Uh, and maybe you're getting a little impatient. We encourage you to continue to pray. Encourage you to continue to be patient and continue to seek God's direction. Continue to seek God's guidance. You know, perhaps God has something in store for you at this, at this time in your life other than that relationship that you're hoping for. Maybe God has some other plan for you right now that doesn't involve another person but involves you getting focused in something that God has in store other than what you thought. Maybe you've been asking for a job. In this economy, it's been very tough. You've been asking for a job, and it just feels like God is not listening. God does not hear. Your prayers are just hitting the ceiling and going no further. Perhaps God is encouraging you to go into a new direction, to, to risk, to use this as an opportunity to um, look at the situation in a new way. Be open, pray, and wait. Or maybe you, there's just something else we haven't touched on that you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for, and, and it just doesn't seem like God's responding uh, uh, the way you had hoped God would. And, um, and, and maybe you've been praying about it for a really long time, and and it just doesn't seem like God's paying attention. And maybe you're getting a little tired, a little impatient. Maybe you're even just wondering, God, are you even there? 
be patient. God hears your prayers. God knows your desires. And God wants what's best for you. And sometimes what's best for us isn't what we had in mind. Be patient. Maybe there's this unsettledness in your spirit and God's calling you to a certain mission direction or a ministry direction. God has each one of us wired for mission and ministry to build his kingdom up. Just pay attention to that. Tune in to what God has for you. Don't be afraid of the direction that God's calling you to. You know, we understand that one really well because we weren't expecting it when God called us into ministry, that's for sure. And we certainly um, didn't know how everything exactly was going to work out. We still don't some days. <laughs> but things have and will and will continue to work out because God's in control. And God sees the big picture even when we don't, thank the Lord. And uh, uh, just keep in mind the words of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Say that with me, will you? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Okay, so it's January 2nd. I know I woke up saying, okay, God, help me not eat this when I, you know, not do what I did yesterday. All kidding aside, we all... Most of us, many of us, use a new year for new thoughts, new ways, new directions, new opportunities. And um, we, we come at it with a, okay, you know, an excitement and possibly a challenge. So we encourage you this day, today, to give some thought to your life. Where do you need a fresh start? Where is it in your life where you've got this much open to God, but you've got this place over here where you've got closed, shut, don't want to let God in? Where is it in your life where God needs to work? Have you opened up your heart to Jesus? Let's start at the beginning. Have you taken that step and asked Jesus into your life? That might be the, day, the prayer of the day for you. It's a pretty simple prayer. Oh, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me for what I have done. Order my steps. Or for those of us who have um, already asked Christ to be our Lord and Savior, that's a prayer that we actually need to say every day. And for me, multiple times a day, order my steps, Lord. But today is the day where we don't have to be like this and go every which way. But we can seek God's will and way to direct us and order us so that we don't keep going my way, but instead, thy way. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, God, um, we sang a little while ago, I will follow you, and... Um, I know sometimes I get caught up in the music and just say those words, but help us really, really mean that when we say it. And if, if we don't know what that feels like, Lord, to follow you, we pray that today's the day that we'll 
step out in faith and believe that your ways are perfect and that you know us better than we know ourselves. Lord, we seek your will and your way for our lives as individuals and as a church. Pour out your wisdom in and through the leadership and guide us as we begin this Jabez 365, 365, a year of prayer. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.